Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is quick. That word quick means alive. Say, the word of God is alive. Go ahead and say, say it again and put it in the chat. Say, the word of God is alive. This is and powerful. Say, the word of God is powerful. And then it says, sharper than any two-edged sword. Say, the word of God is sharp. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So one of the things I want you to take away from this passage of Scripture, so much there, is that the Word of God is alive, it's powerful, and it's sharp. Say alive, powerful, sharp. Go ahead, let's say it again. Let's put it in the chat. Say alive, powerful, and sharp. Let's back up a few chapters to Hebrews chapter 1. Let's start with verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1, start with verse 1. It says, God who has sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. Say, word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Notice this. Everything in this universe is held together by the word of his power. So we've seen the word is alive. It's powerful. It's sharp. It's called the word of his power. I'm going to read to you Jeremiah 23, verse 29. It says, It's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. God describes his word like a fire and strong enough like a hammer could break rocks in pieces. Now, you know, not just any hammer breaks rocks into pieces. It has to be a decent-sized hammer with enough force applied to make a rock shatter in pieces. And that's how God describes his word. Go with me to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. We'll lay some groundwork to go where we're going today. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Familiar scripture to some of us. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the good news about Christ. Well, how many know the gospel of Christ, the good news about Christ, is the word? Can anyone see that? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, that gospel, that word of Christ, is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So we see the word of God here is equated to power once again. And this is power got unto salvation, which is salvation, deliverance, healing, and preservation. Everything that salvation implies. Now go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. We've seen it again and again. The word is alive. The word is powerful. The word is sharp. The word is strong. The word of God. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again. 
not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. What is the incorruptible seed? The word of God, which lives and abides forever. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flowers of grass. The grass withers and the flower there falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. For those of you in here who are born again, you are born again from the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So just a simple example. I got two packets of seed here. Peas and beets. I really do not like peas. But I actually like beets in my smoothies. Who would have thought? But how many of you know it's going to be impossible for me to plant pea seeds and get beets? It's impossible for me to plant pea seeds and get beets. Why? A seed produces after its own kind. Say it with me and let's put it in the chat. Say, a seed reproduces after its own kind. Say, a seed reproduces after its own kind. And what do we say about this word? This word is powerful. It's alive. It's sharp. It's strong. And now we see it is the seed you are born again from. Now it's an incorruptible seed. So that means you can't say, well, that person was born again in a better way than I was born again. No, uh-uh. Same seed. Same seed produces the same results every time. One of you is not going to be a beet and the other one's going to be a pea. That's not how it works. This is not a mixed bag of seed. This is the incorruptible seed of the word of God, and it produces after its kind. This seed is powerful. This seed is alive. This seed is sharp. This seed is strong. This seed is like a fire, and this is what you are born again from. Let's back up into 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again, or calls us to be born again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Titus 3, 5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. Say regeneration. And renewing of the Holy Ghost. The phrase born again or begotten us again means to be born anew. It means to produce again. It means to be regenerated. That phrase born again means to be born anew, to produce again, to be regenerated. Listen to this. When a living organism regenerates, it regrows new tissue to replace lost or injured tissues. When a living organism regenerates, it regrows new tissue to replace lost or injured tissues. When people are born again, their spirits are regenerated. When people are born again, their spirits are regenerated. The incorruptible seed of the Word of God is the source tissue 
for the regeneration of the believer. The incorruptible seed of the Word of God is the source tissue for the regeneration of the believer. Every believer is born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which means no believers are born again of a lesser material. The spiritual DNA of every believer comes from the Word of God. Let's say it and put it in the chat. Say the spiritual DNA of every single believer comes from the Word of God. Every single one. Your spiritual DNA came from the Word of God. Or I can say it this way, your spiritual DNA is just like your big brother Jesus. When a believer is born again, the believer is regrown into a new creation that has never been seen before. Once born again, a person is no longer a mere mortal. Once you are born again, you are no longer a mere mortal. So you have to stop saying I'm only human because you ain't. Because you're human, but you're also more than just a human. Yes, you're mortal, but you're no longer a mere mortal. Something happened to you. It's called being born again. Go with me to John chapter 3, verse 1. Let's see what Jesus said about this topic. In John chapter 3, verse 1. Jesus is having a conversation with Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is a teacher of the law. He knows that. He says to Jesus, like, no, we know you're from God because nobody can do the miracles, the God-pointing signs you do, except God is with them. And Jesus says unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, when Jesus said verily, verily, or truly, truly, depending on what translation you're reading, it means, hey, I'm about to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. But what I'm going to tell you is true, so I need you to pay attention to this. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not joking. This is the truth. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Now the phrase born again that Jesus used here is different than what Peter used. Different word, different definition. This word born again, and some of you have it in your Bibles, this word born again means to be born from above. It means to be born from a higher place. It means to be born over again. This phrase born again that Jesus used in John 3 means to be born from above. It means to be born from a higher place. It means to be born over again. Of course, we saw the second birth Jesus referred to as spiritual. This birth is produced by the Spirit of God and is of heavenly origin. You know, it's not strange to us to think this way because every Christmas we celebrate the fact that Jesus came from heaven to earth, right? It might be even on your favorite Christmas card, your favorite Christmas show, favorite Christmas carol. We celebrate how Jesus came from heaven to earth. So we would say it's not a shocking statement to believers that Jesus came from heaven or Jesus is from heaven, right? He has a heavenly origin, right? So how many can say that Jesus is from heaven? So are you. 
When you were born again, you were born from above. You were given a new origin story. See, when I was writing this book, No Longer Memorial, it started about a year and a half ago or so. And I started writing in a certain way, and then I just paused, like, you know what? I just want to be fooling me when writing this book. So I reached out to my publisher and said, hey, I want to use superheroes all throughout this book to tell the story. I love superheroes. I love comics. I love these movies. I want to, they said, go for it. And so I began to think about how every hero has an origin story, something that happened to them that changed the trajectory of their life. The Hulk. He was just a scientist until he was exposed to this radiation that transformed him. The Flash was just a detective in a lab until lightning hit chemicals and transformed him to the Flash. Or Spider-Man, his movie just came out a couple months ago. He was just a teenager on a field trip until a radioactive spider bit him and made him into Spider-Man. There was some type of incident in their origin story that changed who they were. Because before the incident, before the radiation, before the spider bite, before the lightning strike, they were just mere mortals. But after the incident, they were no longer mere mortals. Every person in this room who is a believer has had the incident. You may not have been bit by a radioactive spider, hit lightning, exposed by gamma rays of radiation. That's not what changed you. You heard the word, you believed the word, and you were born again from that word. That incident changed the trajectory of your life, and it gave you a new origin story. See, you might not like some of the things in your past. You might not like some of the things where places you came from, some experience you had, some sins you did, some mistakes you made. You may not like what your natural origin story is, but I'm here to proclaim to you that you have a new origin story. That I'm not sure what city you were born in or where you're from. Yes, that might be on your birth certificate, but you are from heaven. Heaven is your new origin story because the word came down from heaven and you believed it. And the moment you believed it, you were born from above. You were regenerated. You were born anew and made a new creation that the world has never seen before. You are no longer a mere mortal. You've been born again. First John 4, 7, the Apostle John uses the phrase that you were born of God. You've been born again. The DNA of the incorruptible seed of the word of God in your spirit came straight from God himself. I'll let that sink in. The DNA of the incorruptible seed of the word of God in your spirit came straight from God himself. You have been born again. You are no longer a mere mortal. So you have to stop thinking like one. Because so many times in our life, we glorify the struggle. You know, could it be that because you had the mindset of that you're going to struggle and that you're the underdog is why it took you so long to win? So we use the phrase David and Goliath. So yes, Goliath was a national issue. We'll get into later in the series dealing with henchmen, villains, and supervillains. But when we talk about David and Goliath, when people even use that phrase in secular terminology, they're talking about the underdog because everybody loves a good underdog story, right? 
But when David stepped on that field that day, he was not the underdog. He was the anointed future king. He was not the underdog. Goliath was. Because although David was a teenager, when he stepped on that field, he was anointed. He wouldn't be king for another 13 years, but he was anointed to be king. He was anointed to fight on behalf of Israel, and he had a covenant, and he believed his covenant, which lets me know anybody on that field who dared to believe their covenant like David could have taken down Goliath too. We have made mountains out of molehills. I'm not sure what situation you're facing today or what you're going to face this week. But when you walk in the room, you are not the underdog. You are born again. You are no longer a mere mortal. I'm not trying to say this is what you need to become. It's frustrating trying to become something you already are. You are born again. You are saved. If you ask Jesus to come into your heart, it's done. It's been handled. You are not the underdog. You are born again. You are no longer a mere mortal. And what keeps people from experiencing the reality of this in their life is the way they think. Because if you think you're the underdog, if you think you're just a human, if you think you're just a mere mortal, that's how you're going to behave. That's how you're going to act. And that's how you're going to talk. You're going to expect to get the same drama the world gets. So stop joining their conversation, the social media platforms. I'm like, well, you know, inflation and this is going up. It's going to be hard. It's going to struggle. I'm tired of paying these higher prices. Stop agreeing with them. Stop. Stop being in agreement with them. Why? You're born again. That there may be some new challenges. There may be some new things you have to confront that you didn't plan on. But when you step up, you are born again. You are a new creation. Let me read this to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Go there with me. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You're not walking into situations as a mere mortal. You're not walking into situations just as a human. You're walking into situations as a person who's been born again from the seed of the incorruptible word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We know the scripture is talking about your spirit. So however your spirit was before you were born again, it doesn't exist anymore. Because you were born again from the incorruptible seed of the word of God. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're no longer a mere mortal. Say, I am no longer a mere mortal. Say, I am no longer a mere mortal. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have to think this way. Go to Galatians with me. I'll show you why this is so important. Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. Go ahead and turn there. Open your phone to that. I want you to put your eyes on this. Galatians, Galatians chapter 6, verse 15. 
For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And writing in this verse, Paul's correcting a number of things that are going on in the churches of Galatia, a number of false teachings. He's doing a lot of correction. But he also mentions in this verse that circumcision or uncircumcision does not avail. That phrase avail means give you the advantage. He says, here's what gives you the advantage in this life. Being a new creature. The Apostle Paul says, being a new creature gives you the advantage in this life. So, sure, there are people with more privilege than you, but you have the advantage. You're not the underdog. And it's dangerous to listen to narratives that tell you what you can't do because of how old you are, how young you are, your gender, your look, your education, your background. It's dangerous to listen to the limitations people put on you. When they tell you, well, you can't do this because of that. You can't do this because of that. And they look at all your natural circumstances that are facts. I'm not saying it's not a fact. It could be a fact but you're not limited to those set of facts. You have the advantage. So when you walk into situations this week, don't picture yourself as an underdog. Oh, I don't know how I'm gonna handle this. Oh, my boss don't like me. Oh, my coworkers are trifling. Gas has gone up. Did you see the news? See, everything's going on. How am I going to handle? How am I going to deal? Easy, you're born again. So when you walk into these situations, you have the advantage. doesn't matter what position or authority that person in the room has. You have the advantage. Imagine the advantage like a platform. So when you walk in, you're already a step higher. And on that platform is every anointing every grace, every gifting, every ability that you need to have the victory. You've been born again. You're not an old sinner saved by grace. That's an oxymoron. You've been saved by grace. You've been born again. But what the enemy tries to do to contain believers is to remind them of their humanity. Just, well, you're just a human. That's a lie. The greater one's on the inside of you. You're not just a human. You've been born again. You've been regenerated by the word of God that is powerful, that is alive, that is sharp, that is strong. This is what produced who you are. That's why you have to turn it to see what you can do. Because if a lot of people, they get born again and they don't open the book. It's like Superman, his origin story, we know he came from Krypton, his family sent him to the earth. But in his teenage years, he was hiding who he was. Hiding. He had abilities, he had power, but he was hiding. And I just want to know, are you hiding behind your Clark Kent glasses? When you really have the answer this world needs. Because you've been born again. That it's time for you to step into that phone booth. It's time for you to be who you were born again to be.
because the world needs now more than ever for the church to be the church. The world needs now more than ever for the church to rise up and be who they were born again to be. We are not those who run and hide under the chairs. We are not those who retreat because of the pressure of the times. We're born again. And we're here for such a time as this. So when we see everything that's going on in our nation, when we see social unrest, when we see inflation, when we see all the issues we've dealt with over the last couple years, when we see war that's on the horizon, a situation that could be just a geopolitical conflict or the beginnings of a world war, when we see everything that is going on in this world, we are not those who run away. We are not those who hide under our chairs saying, come on, Jesus, come on back, come on back. No, he's not coming back for a wimpy church. He's not coming back for a cowardly church. He's not coming back for a church that's hiding away. He's coming back for a church that is glorious, without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a church that is walking in faith. He's coming back for a church that's walking in the spirit, that is walking in the power of God, that actually believes what the word says about them and they manifest it to a lost and dying world. He's coming back for a church that will stand up and be who he has called them to be, a church that knows they are both Born again, and they are no longer mere mortals. That's who he's coming back for. So we pray for his return, not because we're afraid. We pray for his return, not because we're cowards. This is not a black ops mission to come in and get us out because the world got too bad. That Jesus didn't realize how bad it was going to get in the end time, so I got to go get my people because it's bad down there. No. He gave us everything we need to win. He gave us everything we need to overcome these times. He made us more than enough to meet every challenge. Pastor, when he did that, when you were born again, this is who you are. You might say, where I work, where I live, everything I'm going through, it's tough. I'm not saying it's not tough, but that's why you're there because you're not the underdog. You're the champion who walked in. Underdogs talk differently than champions. See, when Muhammad Ali would get into the ring, he would say, I'm taking you out by this round, and he'd laugh. He'd almost giggle. See, some of you are so stressed out because you think you're the underdog and you've glorified your struggle too long. It's time for you to see yourself differently and start to laugh again, start to smile again. It's like, why are you so confident? I'm born again. Why are you so positive? I'm born again. You don't get involved with the dramatic conversations talking about, oh, how hard it's going to be because of inflation, because of this, because that's just going to be so bad. And they, they want you to comment on social media. You don't have to comment on everything they post. Don't offer your agreement. And if you have to reply to something, just say simply this, it's going to work out for our good. That's what he keeps saying, it's going to work out for our good. I don't know why you're so positive. It's going to work out for our good. To know why you're just so happy it's going to work out for our good. And then when it works out for your good, they're going to keep watching. They're going to keep looking. They're going to keep following. And they say, well, I, I don't know what it's about you. It's a good vibes from you. I'm born again. And you can be born again too. 
And then you'll run into some people who have questions. They're born again too, but it's a, it works different in your life. It's I just believe what God said about me. Let me tell you what he said about me because it'll work for you too. And if you begin to think this way, you can produce this way. We don't just need 10 people being supernatural. We need the entire body of Christ living as no longer mere mortals. All the billions of us that name the name of Jesus to stand up and say enough is enough. We're in charge. We run this planet because we serve the Lord. This is who we are. We have the authority. We've been born again from the powerful seed of the word of God. So we have to think this way. We have to believe this way. We have to talk this way. We have to pray this way. Stop praying, oh God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh God, you gotta do something. He's like, I already did it. So you pray to him, Father, show me what to do in this situation. Ask for your wisdom, because I already know you've made me mortal enough for the challenge. Show me what I'm missing. Show me what my plan is, my strategy is for victory. Because you're already an overcomer. You're not trying to be one. You already are. You are born again an overcomer. You are born again more than a conqueror. You are born again that way. It's time for you to be who you were born again to be. And people look at your life and say, what happened to you? I, I was born this way. Why do you keep winning? I was born this way. Why does everything work out for you? I was born this way. Well, that's not fair. Well, it's pause. I can help you be born this way too. Just pray with me real quick. Give your heart to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. You can be born this way too and be born again. It can all transform your life. Because see, what happens when we live this way, our life becomes a witness. Our life becomes a billboard of the glory of God, of the goodness of God, of the power of God. When we start to live this way, we start to talk this way, we start to act this way, people pay attention. And see, that's why they may act weird around you because they, they realize that drugs ain't working no more. They came to work high, but that high is not working when it's around you. They realize something is missing in their life. There's a hole in their heart. There's something that is off when they get around you. They are convicted. You didn't open your mouth, but they sense something that is greater than them. Because you begin to realize that the greater one lives in you and you realize you are a temple wherever you go. And as you acknowledge God, his presence fills the place where you are. They realize there's something different walked in the room when you walked into the room. The way you talk is different than the world. You talk faith, you talk hope, you walk in love, you forgive people. They're different, but I don't know why they're different, but it works out for them. People who don't even believe in spiritual stuff are pressed like, you can pray for me. They can't, but you can. This is how we bring in a great harvest. We live the way he called us to. We live like we're born again because we are. So yes, there's a lot of things on the horizon. But no matter what Washington or Mos Moscow does, I said, no matter what Washington or Moscow does, you have the advantage. No matter what comes upon this planet, you have the advantage. 
No matter what economic instability is released, you have the advantage. No matter what cyber attack happens, you have the advantage. No matter what disease comes upon the earth, you have the advantage. No matter what challenge you run into, you have the advantage. Because you've been born again, you have the advantage. So stop tripping about what other people got. You have the advantage. You're on the winning side. It's already done. So it's time to act like it. It's time to talk like it. It's time for you to get your swag back. It's time for you to pick your head back up. It's time for you to get your confidence back. It's time for you to get your boldness back. Not because of what you can do in your own fleshly effort, but because you believe what God did on the inside of you. You have such confidence what God did inside. You talk different. You act different. You look different. And so it's stressful, but you smile. It's like, why aren't you afraid? I'm born again. Well, what if they kill you? I go to heaven. <laughs> understand this. And you can stand to your feet. Understand this. Understand this. Because I have to go preach to your brothers and sisters of Marietta. Understand this. Understand this. If you're a believer, your worst case scenario is going to heaven early. And when you go, you won't feel it. Why? Jesus took the sting of death. So we can't be those who live like we're afraid to die. Now, we do everything natural to live long because God needs us here for a long time. But we cannot let the fear of death grip us. Hebrews says, by the fear of death, Satan enslaves the world. And I heard this in a song this morning. I was listening to it as we were coming in. How can I be a slave when the master lives in me? We have to stop being slaves to fear. Slaves to other people's opinions about ourselves. Letting other people limit us, telling us what we can do, what we can achieve, how far we can go. It is not up to them to set limits on our life. And as quiet as it's kept, God did not limit you either. The only person limiting your life is you, what you say, what you think, and how consistently you act. That are the limits that you've placed on your life. The limited life belongs to those who are born again. So what you're going to win this week? What you're going to take down this week? What giant are you going to talk to because you realize that giant is the underdog, not you? What situation, what mountain is going to have to be removed and cast into the sea because you showed up? What situation is going to change because you showed up? What family and community is going to be delivered because you showed up? Because when you walk in, you're the answer to the problem. You are the solution. The greater one has positioned you to be exactly where you are. And you have inside information because the greater one lives inside of you. So this is what we're going to be talking about in this series because you're no longer a mere mortal. You've been born again. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. We've been born again. We've been born again. We've been born again. 
we've been born again. We thank you for the privilege, for the honor, for the position, for the advantage of being born again. Oh, we give you glory. We thank you for the promises and the rights that belong to us because we're born again. We thank you. We thank you. Minister Nathan, I'm going to need you to sing something. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, glory to God, we thank you. 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 Oh, we thank you. We've been born again. 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 Oh, glory to God. We've been born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Go ahead, Minister Dathan. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say, do use me, Lord. To show someone the way that enable me to say my storage is empty and I am available to you now I'm giving back to you all the tools you gave to me my hands, my ears, my voice, my so you can use them as you please. I have emptied out my cup so that you can fill it up. Now I'm free. I just want to be more available to you, Lord. I'm available. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say to you. Use me, Lord, to show someone the way that enable me to say. Amen.
Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the Metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at FCCGA.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You can also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on YouTube. We'd love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast and then we have our daily devotional podcast which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember something good is going to happen to you today so expect miracles. God bless.